Hello everybody, it's me Roscoe and welcome to the return of the Kings of Anglia fan social. It's been a while, I know. I've been a bad boy. Um, I've just had other plans, other commitments, but we're back. Bigger than ever. Live on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, on the Twitter, AKX, whatever you call it these days. We, we call it Twitter, don't we? we? We missed the bird. We missed the bluebird. And I've missed bringing you the KOA uh, fan social um, with the KOA army. I'm joined by Alex and Ben as we discuss all things town. Uh, get involved in the comments. Uh, share your thoughts. I've got one message ready from Max. Good morning from Melbourne, all the way from Australia. So big shout out to you, my friend. But yeah, get involved in the conversation. And uh, I'm, I hope you enjoy the show tonight. Um, Alex, Ben, take away, boys. It's great to have you back on. Alex, first of all, bring you in. How's things? And Happy New Year to you and everyone watching. Thank you very much, Roscoe. Um, happy Christmas, Merry New Year to, to everyone. Thank you so much for having us back on. Um, it was a pretty lovely Christmas in the end with some time off. Um, had to go back to work this week. Wasn't easy, but uh, yeah, great to talk all things Ipswich. Um, bit of a blip, as I'm sure we'll go into, but um, hey, look, we're second on the table. Can't grumble. It's been an incredible time and uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Now, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And um, I don't know if you can hear this, but it's absolutely chucking it down here in, uh, in Suffolk. And basically, it's just battering my window. Um, although I do like the, the sound of rain, I have to admit. Ben, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to you. How's things? Yeah, very well. Thank you, Ross. Um, great to be back. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm sure Max in Melbourne is enjoying better weather than we are in, uh, well, I'm in Cambridgeshire, not too far away from Suffolk. Also raining here. So, uh, Max, enjoy that sunshine down under. Um, yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, 2023 was obviously unbelievable. And um, probably touch on that later. 2024, what will it hold for Ipswich Town and all us fans? Let's pray for another fantastic year. And um, yeah, had a really good festive time off. Always goes too quickly. Always put on a bit of weight and uh, need to get out running and um, try and get on a diet I think probably like everybody else in the country is feeling and uh, like Alex back to work but um, it's nice to get back into the routine I'm positive ready for 2024. Yeah bring on 2024 what a year 2023 was and as Ben said later in the show we're gonna have a little look back and our one word as you know ladies and gentlemen I love doing the one words to describe things and that is what Alex and AJ AJ, as the other podcast Alex and Ben are going to be sharing their thoughts. I'm going to just go into the comments. Um, welcome, Charlie, Evening Kings of Anglia. Uh, also, Phil, good old Phil, good evening, town fans. Also, from Greenland, Choosy Bluesy. Good morning from Greenland. That is fantastic. Keep coming, keep it in. Um, looking forward to signing a new striker. Phil, hopefully that is the case this window. We're going to get onto that very shortly because um, some sexy stuff has happened early doors, which is great. Uh, we're joined by Andrew Jones. Let's uh, treat it as a season starting. Obviously, we've got 20 games left to play. Um, ooh, apparently, 28. Yeah, 28 max in uh, in Melbourne, which is mad. Getting ready for the hit the golf course. Obviously, they they had their winter, didn't they? Or they had their what's it called? They had, the, they had their winter in the summer. I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to it. Uh, we've got someone from Dublin. I know you've got a connection, of course, Ben, with your wife being Irish. Uh, Doctor Zach King. My friend, welcome. Steve, also part of the Cowie Army, Evening Kings. And um, we're just going to segue, though, into the sexy stuff, boys, because um, there's been a signing early doors. And he's from Ecuador, on loan from Brighton. Alex, thoughts on this one? Jeremy Sermento, uh had a spell at West Brom earlier in the season, got recalled by um, Brighton, a, a recall clause that was triggered. Um, but this is exciting, but he's young. But... He should be hungry and hopefully adds that extra bit of volatility, a little bit of depth in that attacking area. Eh, uh, see, uh, Sarmiento. Uh, Sarmiento is from Ecuador, which is uh, sexy in itself. But, you know, life isn't all about sex, Ross. Um, but he is. He's he's a wonderful-looking player. But he's 21. You've got 25, 26 um, first-class appearances or first-team appearances. And it's a really interesting signing, and and actually a, a bit of a bit of a shock, to be honest. Um, but the great thing is that McKenna has said that they've had their eye on him for a while, so they've had their eye on him for a year or so. So they know he's a great player, or they know that he's, he's someone that they're interested in. In his um, press conference, McKenna was talking about his versatility. 
And I think that's something that is hugely important to him. The fact that he can play left and he can play right. They want to play him in the FA Cup game. He's already said that they're hoping to get him pitch time against Wimbledon. And I'm just wondering what this what this is. It, it just, he's got that quality where he's played in the Premier League, albeit a handful of games or 10, 12 games, and he's played in the Championship. So he's, he's robust enough and he's, he's strong. He's two-footed, very sexy. He's got that width. He'll, be on, he'll give us a lot of width. Is he there to step in to, for Hutchinson? Is it is it related to Broadhead losing a little bit of form? I think we'll all say that Broadhead hasn't been his best in this the last ten games to the start of the season. Or does he is he just seeing someone to just give us a little bit of excitement and to give the squad a real buzz and and a great um, exciting feeling? There's lots of different reasons. There's a versatility to him, so it's very exciting. Like you say, he's only 21 years old, um, very young, so he's alone as well. So he's coming in for a brief period of time. Um, where does he fit? I think it's going to be really interesting. He's technically excellent. He's played at the top level. He has played in the Premier League with Brighton and he's played with West Brom. But again, just 20-odd appearances. And that is not a huge lot of experience coming in there. So it's going to be fascinating. He's technically excellent. He's got more lollipops than Ron Atkinson would love. Loves a step over. Appears to be two-footed. Is he going to step in for Hutchison? Will he step in? I think a little bit of it's maybe taking a bit of pressure off Chaplin as well, because he's really been leading the team. Morsey's not going to be playing in the next league game. Chaplin hasn't been at his exceptional best. So I think he's just bringing it in for a bit of pizzazz. Like you say, sexiness. And um, it'll be interesting. I don't think he walks straight into the team, but um, maybe he's in there for Hutchison. That's what I'm thinking. Again, Hutchison has had flashes of brilliance and has looked great, but Sammy and so does have a little bit of quality. It's it's a great signing, but I just wonder how much of an impact and, and how much he will actually play. Yeah, I think um, he he sort of came into West Brom and got got an injury, um, and then he sort of had to sort of bide his time. Uh, that's actually a comment from Charlie here. I think we were potentially going to sign him in the summer, um, but I think he maybe chose West Brom because obviously West Brom were the established championship side. We were just coming up from League One. And that's maybe a potential, you know, deciding point of him maybe going to West Brom instead. But he's he's now here. Uh, Neil has got a, a big, this is one of my big talking points and my takeaways of when I saw Jeremy sign. And that was his teeth. Amazing teeth he had. Uh, very indeed. Ben, your thoughts on this one as I just bring up some more comments. So we've got a listener from Norway. Here he is, Henning. Great to be joined by you, my friends. Um, also Bono. Good old Bono. One of our good friends from the Gipping Valley. What fine gentlemen you have on tonight, Ross. And me. I hope you're saying me as well. Uh, but Ben, thoughts on the first signing of the January transfer window? Jezza. That's what I'm going to call him. The Ecuadorian Jezza. Yeah, Jez. I think Jez to his mates, isn't he? Um, first Ecuadorian to play for town. Um, Ecuador, a fantastic um, tune from back in uh, probably the late 90s, early 2000s. Look it up. I know, Ross, that's probably just out of your wheelhouse, really. There. Yeah, um, yeah, thank you, Alex. Excellent. Almost sounded like the DJ there with the headphones on as well. Um, very exciting, Ross. I think it came a little bit out of the blue, particularly as at West Brom. It, it did seem like after an injury, he was finding his feet there and he was getting the minutes that I think Brighton probably expected him to get immediately when he went out on loan in the summer. Um, <clears throat> obviously, as you stated, Town have had his eye, our eye on him for, for quite some time, tried to get him before West Brom did, can see why that, that didn't happen. Um, but obviously, you know, we've made the whole division just stand up and take notice with the way that McKenna gets us playing. We've obviously our position and points total in the table. So from Brighton's point of view, can he develop more under this fantastic manager that we've got? I think that's what they're thinking. Bit of a coup, really, to get Brighton to recall him from West Brom. It's not like West Brom are struggling. And as I said, he was starting to get a lot more minutes in, in more recent weeks. So I think we've maybe, I don't know, maybe this negotiation had happened six weeks ago and it was and the wheels were already in motion and it was too late. You know, West Brom maybe had lost it, Shepard played him a little bit more, but too late. We've signed him up. Really looking forward to seeing him second half of the season where he fits in the team, obviously we will see. But I, I think what Alex has said was spot on in terms of that boost to the squad. You know, We have obviously been free scoring now for, well, the whole of the year, 2023, and, and slightly just gone off the ball ever so slightly, you know, not for a long time. It's not panic stations at all, but he's going to give everyone maybe a little jolt in the right direction, whether he does that himself with, with, his, uh, with his fantastic feet on the football pitch, the way that, 
McKenna said he can beat a man, step overs, go either side. Really exciting to see that. Um, but or whether it's just a case of everybody now goes from here to here, you know, gives that extra couple of percent that can make the big difference in tight games. Yeah, really can't wait to see his impact on the squad for us. Yeah, once again, you can watch his highlight reel. And it is, of course, there's all the, always the good bits. Um, but the one thing um, I'm bringing up, Chris Chris here, got a comment here. Um, so I'm into his replacement for Edward Shawley, um, obviously, because um, I think McKenna said that in his press conference, basically, because of his, he's sort of similar to Carl Edwards' style. You know, he's got those tricks, but he's also got very good um, defensive work as well. He does run back and he will support, hopefully, Leif Davis, when Leif Davis is back in the team. Uh, of course, Leif Davis bombs up and down, doesn't he? He's he just got so much energy. Um, but I think Saminto, you can watch some of his highlights. That's what he does. He's actually, even though you look at him, he doesn't look too strong, but he's really actually strong on the ball. Um, any other thoughts from you, Alex, my friend, as I bring in? Um, I think you mentioned that, actually. Uh, this is what Andy said. Could it be a signing to release Broadhead to play up front or just add to that? You know, Broadhead, as you said, he's he maybe not been his normal self last month, but uh, maybe just... That pressure is off him now because he's got this extra player. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't think he's a specific player for replacement. I think the first thing that McKenna said in his interview was he brings versatility, and I think that's what he looks at. If you look at what's happened in the recent weeks with Ladapo and Jackson to an extent, there isn't that versatility there when they come in, and I think he likes to have that squad situation where you know what he can step in left, maybe he can step in right. That thing about him work, being able to work up and down the flanks is essential. Being able to work his behind off, going up and down, up and down. He's going to have to do that as well. So they obviously see that work ethic in him. But also on the ball, you're like you're saying, he's very strong. He's got a bit more about him physically than Hutchison, to me anyway. He really has that good strength, that physical, that body movement, that nous. Um, So, yeah, I, I'm not sure if he's a direct replacement for any individual. I think it's that versatility. But I'm wondering if he's if he would go in ahead of Hutchison potentially. But again, we'll just have to see. You never know. You know, you could have a good YouTube highlights reel of Jason Scotland, couldn't you? I mean, you really could. It, it doesn't matter. So it's a case of. But he's at the best club in the division to be able to step in seamlessly and and work with great coaching staff. So that's brilliant. Where does he go? What does he do? It's a great opportunity for him. Like Ben was saying, I wonder if it's with an eye on a full time on a full a full contract deal. I wonder about that, but we'll see. Either way, it's an exciting addition, and we've got twenty games left. And let, let's hope he can be, an, you know, have as much of an impact as Broadhead or whoever. He's bringing in signings that can step up for the final twenty games of the season. These are the people that we need to bring in, and obviously they see that in um, Samiento. Definitely. What's his nickname? Do you reckon? Do you think? Um... Is Jez now going to be, if I, if I jump on that train, Ben, is he going to be Jez, the Ecuadorian Jez? Um, he's not got that difficult name to say, but with people like me, um, I, I can't, I, I struggle with even some English names. Sammy? Yeah. It's an, Sammy, oh, Samiento instead of Samiento? I don't know. Yeah. I like Jezza. I like Jezza. Because it's the most un-Ecuadorian nickname there probably <laughs> yeah. is. You know, no, no offence to any Jeremy's or Jezzas out there, but I just think of a sort of 40-year-old 40, 40 overweight man who goes down the pub and gets called by Jessup by his mates. Um, yeah. well, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good name. It's a good name. Yeah. Jeremy's strong name. Yeah. yeah, Phil's gone Vaz, Maz, and now Jez. Um, <laughs> so that's brilliant. like that. Um, a few more comments. Uh, Liam, good old Liam from Crew. I know hey. he's listening all the way up in the Highlands. So welcome to the show, my friends. Uh, let's see some other comments. Uh, now, Matty Worrell has done a comment here. Um, wonder where it leaves Amari. Um, obviously, Amari's on loan as well from Chelsea. But he's more right-sided. What, what, what do you reckon, boys? Where do you think that leaves Amari? Obviously, he's a player that um, McKenna likes. Um, he's brought him in for a reason. He's given a lot of praise in recent weeks as well. Um, yeah, thoughts on that, boys? Um, I mean, McKenna said, again, in the press conference, he's primarily played on the right, our mate Jezza. I was thinking about Jez as well. Jez the jester with plenty of tricks. Could work. Somehow there, maybe. Anyway, the jester. Um, I, I think Amari fits in. I think we needed an extra body. Like a, people, a couple of people said about Scarlett, you know, Scarlett's left. Um, will we see some other people or some other players um, leave, which maybe we'll talk about in a, in, a, in a minute. But I think with Scarlett leaving, you need another body. You know, I know Hurst has gone. We need that central striker. But in terms of having a backup, you've got Broadhead, Burns, Amari <clears throat> and Jezza with Chappers. Um, so you've got four, what, three positions there, 
five or six players. I mean, that's what you need in this league. It's absolutely relentless. I mean, we've had an incredibly busy Christmas period where we've almost been on our knees by the end of it, which I know most teams will be. You know, fitness levels are absolutely through the roof, but it's still doing two, three games within a seven-day period consistently, six-day period is incredibly tricky. So another body through the door. And it's not just a body, is it? It's not It's not someone who's just coming in to make the numbers. He's got talent already there for all of us to see. Played at a bloody World Cup, for God's sake. So amazing to get someone of that quality, that pedigree, already through January, get a run out of Wimbledon on Saturday, see see what he can do, meet the squad, get, get used to our patterns of play. I, I don't see it affecting Amari Hutchinson at all. Again, he's slightly gone off the ball again, like a few of the others, but I think you can put that down to tiredness. He's played a lot of minutes for someone so young in his first proper season in men's football. Let's just keep Amari just bubbling away there nicely with with, with Jezza coming in to strengthen that. As, as Dr King said in a comment, I think an impact player, certainly coming in, in, in the last 20 minutes of matches, last 30 of matches, I think there's something, whether he starts or whether he doesn't, definitely coming off the bench with defences being tired, McKenna wanting to stretch things with pace, with width. I think you'll see um, uh, Samiento as someone who can really be a part of that. Yeah, Jezza. Good old Jezza. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever been called that in his life, as I said, with his background. But he's got an interesting background, isn't he? Because he, he was born in Madrid, then came to London, um, was at Charlton's Academy, then went to Benfica, then got signed by Brighton. And obviously, as you mentioned, Ben, Played the World Cup for Ecuador in Qatar, of course, in 2022. And uh, yeah, what a journey. And um, he seems like a very a cheeky chappy. Um, I'm probably a perfect um, sort of character that McKenna wanted to bring in. And um, I'm sure he's going to um, do really well for us. So um, I think he's set to make his debut at AFC Wimbledon. So we'll see how he gets on. I think he's got the shirt 21, which was Greg Lee's final uh, shirt with the club, of course, before and he his left. age. Yeah, and his age as well. That's why I think he chose it. I think he got asked that was any reason. He went, ah, not really, just 21. So, yeah, there we go. Um, well, boy, should we segue on to um, sort of the drainage transfer window as a whole? You know, it's four days in. We've got one in the door, um, which I think I think last time we had, we had a few, because we did it early doors, didn't we, in January 2023. We, we brought in Broadhead. Hurst came in early. I think Clark came in pretty early as well. Massimo was already in the door. Um, but where would you like town to strengthen? Obviously, we know the obvious. Get in the comments later, let us know. Um, forward is definitely up there. Alex, where, where do you want to go with this? Yeah, I think uh, that, that, that's a given, isn't it? Um, Freddie Ladapo has made two starts this season in the league. That says it all, really. And um, he, he struggled in recent matches and he when he, he started a couple of games ago and he, he wasn't at his best missed missed the great chance it was QPR wasn't it where he had the two early chances um and you can see it that effectively we had half a league one squad and half a championship squad coming up so now we are at a stage where now that suspensions uh illness injuries have bitten we still have that half of that league one squad with with players that have not been at Elland Road in front of 40,000, you know, baying Northerners as we battle to be in the Premier League. We are a league, we were a League One side last season. So therefore, the squad is just a little bit short in terms of keeping up us in the top two, which is a miracle in itself. Our expectations have so altered and they shouldn't really. We are a league, we were a League One side a year ago. So we would, I would say we need to strengthen in as many areas as we can. I think Wolfie and Burgess have been outstanding and I still believe they're our first choice too. I think Burgess has over overperformed. So at the back, I think cover's there. If the fridge stays, I think we have cover there. I think that we obviously we need a striker. That's an absolute given. The Hurst injury, I was thinking about it. One of the three that we didn't want to lose were Hurst, Chaplin and Morsey. Those were three players that we really would really kill us if we lose them for a long period and we've lost Hurst. So striker. Jay Stansfield, Lisa's son, as we've talked about, is 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 in the frame. Um, again, another 21-year-old, um, an, another chap with, you know, nine goals in 36 for Exeter, seven goals in 23 for Birmingham. Not lightning quick. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, we need a striker. Has Jack Taylor stepped up into that position in the absence of Morsey Luongo? That's an interesting question. Has Taylor done enough to say, right, OK, he can slip straight in there? Would they be looking in midfield? Um, and defensively, we probably need cover, especially if Fridge goes out. But that's 
what's happened to Brandon Williams? Lots of talk about him. Is he okay? Is, is everything fine? Does Harness, I think Harness has performed well when he's come on. He's actually moved forward in, 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 in the last dozen or so games. I would love us to see a strengthen everywhere. I think we're five players, five players short of a top two championship side. So that's that's where I think we're everywhere. But the striker is the is absolutely imperative. Um, I don't think we should think about are they Premier League players? I just it's not. Are they strong championship players? Because McKenna has shown that he can mould these players and get them better anyway. Unfortunately, we do have these players that haven't played at the top level of the championship. And we're just being shown, shown shown that we're a little bit short in terms of squad depth. So I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd love some squad players everywhere. He'll be thinking about keeping us in that top two. So therefore, we do need four or five bodies in, I would say. Oh, that sounds a lot of sexy stuff in January, Ben. I've got a few comments. Um, well, apparently... Matty Warris said we, we should get into the team. You know, Ben Dare plays CM, Rolls Royce of a player in the cages. I, I do, I do, uh, I do agree with that. You know, a few, few good stints at the Itchwich goals centre. Um, obviously, there's loads of different names getting sort of shouted out there. Uh, Kiefer Moore is one of them. Um, I think Bournemouth is sort of said, yeah, you can go. Um, let me just find the comment in here. Um, of course, a former town player was not very good when he was here. Obviously, he was very raw, I think, at that time. Uh, he was actually the man from Norway. So Keith Moore from Bournemouth, what do you think about that rumour? Um, obviously, there's nothing really in it at the moment, but he's a striker who's playing in the Premier League. He's not playing that much now, but he has scored in the Championship. Quick one on him, Ben. Yeah, an interesting one. It's certainly doing the rumour meal. Obviously, it's rife this time of year. It's always exciting, and, and I think it's great fun for us fans to <clears throat> go through the yes, buts and maybes and then, and then get thrown completely off and get somebody we're not even talked about um which is which is brilliant by mark ashton he's done that quite a few times um and uh yeah definitely that's why we've got us keeping our toes because anything can happen over the next well up until january 31st um Kiefer Moore, part of me really likes that idea because he, he's a real focal point of the attack he you know holds up the ball he's he's, he's brute strength fantastic in the air we, we don't tend to put a lot of crosses in the box in the air. We tend to get to the byline and cut it back on the ground. So I'm sure there'll be a change in tactics there if that was one to, to come to fruition. Personally, I don't see it for the main reason of... So just thinking about Freddie Ladapo, again, we'll talk about possibly him and will he head out, will he not? You know, where, did, where does everything leave Big Fred? His attributes as a striker worked fantastically in League One where you didn't have to press as much. You didn't need as much energy. Hurst is a step above Freddie. Yes, probably his touch and the way he brings into play, and maybe his finishing. Uh, but the fact he's just younger, he can press better from the front. The way his work ethic is unbelievable. Now, it's not Big Fred's fault that he's not seven or eight years younger and he can't run his absolute self into the ground as much as George Hurst can. I don't see Big Fred as a lazy player. I just think he's just someone that can't do that running we expect <coughs> of other strikers because of what the Hurst standards are set. I don't see Kiefer Moore able to do it either. We might slightly change tact. He might be on McKenna's list. I personally don't see it. I, I, it wouldn't be a bad signing, but I, I don't see the way that he would fit in into the way we currently play. And why on earth would we change the way we currently play? It's got us, like Alex said, far, far, far outseeding expectations second in the championship. So I, I would see us more looking at someone, maybe Tom Bradshaw at, at Millwall. Really hardworking, puts himself about bring other players into play not a huge goal scorer but he's good for a goal i'm not saying he'd be available but someone more like that type of player that than a, than a key for more personally that that's that's the way i see it i don't i don't see us getting bradshaw because i'm sure he's perfectly happy at millwall but we are second in the league you know we are going to be attractive to players now again look at look at big jez who's coming in our ecuadorian friend samiento he wouldn't look at us in the summer or west brom pitched us to the post the, the, you know, the, the well, times have changed in terms of priorities, players' priorities. So I think we've got a better chance of landing some targets that we never would have got in the summer. So really important. Strike is the main one, maybe even two. Midfielder, I don't see it. I, I, I think Jack Taylor will just have to step up. I, I just don't think we will go for that. I, maybe right late in the window, if someone becomes available. And again, at centre-half, look, don't get me wrong. We probably do need to improve in some of those areas. I just don't see them as the priority and I don't see that happening quite for us right now. Maybe that's a project for the summer. 
two yeah. things ross i want to just oh. say that um hurst and I, I saw a lot of criticism from online digital people warriors i think hurst has been outstanding since he's been at the club i think he's been absolutely brilliant and underrated i think his he mckenna just sees him as so much um a part of the team and then we've really we will really 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 miss him is he was a massive blow that was one player i didn't want us to get injured he stretches team so much he works so hard he's you know he's he's, he's absolutely fantastic and he's he's very tough to replace but also this transfer window will be very different for mckenna and ashton because of where we now are I don't, you can't predict anything in life but they definitely wouldn't have us be, to be expected they wouldn't have expected this you, you, you couldn't you couldn't that we were on the verge of 20 games from the Premier League, realistically. So now it's a case of, right, we need to get goals in. We don't need a project. We don't need someone that's raw. We need someone that we think that we're going to break the bank for, that we're going to get them in, that's going to get us over the line. And it's a, it will be a different kind of transfer window than I believe McKenna and Ashton could ever have predicted because we're thinking about the Premier League. So now we need a name. We need a re You need a big name to come in there. Not a maybe or a 21-year-old rookie. You need an all-round striker. Obviously, that's hard to get. Obviously, clubs don't want to release them. But you, I think, I potentially, I think there'll be a great name coming in. I really hope so. But I think Ashton and McKenna know what they're doing. They're the men to get the right guy in. Do you think um, money will have to be involved then, boys? Because um, I think this summer, I wouldn't say it was underwhelming. I, I, I thought it was okay business what we did. Uh, we kept most of the team. McKenna signed the new deal. Uh, obviously, we've got Hurst on a permanent deal, um, but mm. could this be the window where Town actually finally everything, window? But everything's changed, isn't it? We're now looking at the Premier League. So what do you do when you want to get into the Premier League? You have to bring in a dozen or so goals for the last 20 games. Someone who's going to start and who's going to go in. Because it ain't Jackson. It ain't Ladapo. So who is it? And they are going to have to try and break the bank or do something because their expectations have now changed. That's just the way it is. Is it key for more because he's got that top level experience and we tweak the way we play? Whatever it is, their expectations are now a little bit different. Scary, exciting, brilliant. But that's just what happens when you absolutely overachieve. And we totally have done in the last 12 months. Yeah, I'm, I'm, obviously, McKenna's already said his press conference. So there's no, you know, signings imminent at the moment. Um, obviously, though, we have signed one player already, which is, you know, more than some teams yeah. <laughs> have done. I won't believe um, a word of that. Yeah, no, I'm sure they're, they're working very hard. Um, and let's sort of segue nicely, though, on to potential yeah. departures. Joe Cook has mentioned, um, I see a big exodus of fringe players and ones out of contract in the summer. Um, obviously, Ladapo is a big talking point. Ben, um, do you think there'll be any other players who potentially could be going? And Big Fred, is this potentially a window he could be leaving? <clears throat> yeah, I feel a bit sorry for Big Fred. Not that you can feel too sorry for people earning sort of 10 grand a week. Uh, and living in lovely Suffolk, playing for a fantastic football club. But he did perform very well in League One. I mean, I think it was touched on on the main pod this week. Stuart Watson said his minutes to goals ratio for Ipswich Town is extraordinary. You know, he didn't always start games. Um, he hasn't done in the Championship. He's, he's contributed, not single-handedly, but when we when we were 2-0 down at home to Cardiff, that stands out. And Big Fred got the two goals um, after Broadhead got that stunner as, as the first goal back. You know, he wouldn't have won that game without him. So... It's a shame that his sort of last contribution in a township could, could be that QPR game where we had so many changes and everyone would look dead on their feet and there was a weird atmosphere. It was just a very, very strange night. Everybody just seemed a bit fed up even being there. It was a bit cold and it was after Christmas. So I, I do see him moving on. I, I don't really see how he cannot if we're going to be getting a. Well, I think we'll get to. I think we'll get two strikers. So Fred. We'll probably go to a top League One club, I thought. And if if that if that is the case, then I think he'll go go with with. I think once we take a step back and look, he'll go with town town fans blessing, and he should get a good send off, whether that be over social media or or whatever way town fans can do that. Um, but I, I really think Ipswich will be looking to manoeuvre a move there for for him to to leave. Um, anybody else? I mean, I mentioned all those attacking players that we've got now, and um, and Samiento coming in to add to that. I didn't actually mention Marcus Harness, who I think's had a fantastic season. He's 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 stepped above where I thought the level that he he was even well he was last year, obviously. 
Um, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't want him to leave. I think he's another one that you can pop him in there, different areas. It gives you a different option coming in off the bench, gives you a different option to start games like he has done midweek quite a lot. Um, so, again, another option there. I don't see any of those players leaving just because you get one injury. Suddenly, you don't have the options that you, you, you did have, the, those different players for different games, different matchups, as McKenna likes to call them. Humphreys, we, we've had a look at, again, <clears throat> with the Davis injury, his versatility at being able to play left-back. I don't see how he'll move on. Alex Hutchinson earlier, Brandon Williams, don't know what's going on there. Maybe because of a half season of football and, and minutes in the legs, he's maybe not with the sports science boys, not looking as sharp as he possibly could. But I think as as Andy Cracknell's just said there, it would be, it would be Danassian, Ladapo, what's going to go with Shawnee Aluko um, and Kamara. I know he's on, on a Charlton, whether he'll stay online, I don't know. But we're going to have to shift out two or three to get two or three in. So... It's going to be very interesting. Ross, you boys and your colleagues are going to be busy, I think. Yeah, which is always good fun. I don't mind. I know it's silly season. There's always loads of different rumours out there and stuff like that. But that's what football fans love, don't they? They just love to see rumours and transfers. And that's what we look forward to the most. Um, Alex, um, it's going to be interesting one. There's a few questions on maybe Janoy Danashian. Uh, someone, Norman's gone here. Danashian to leave, not even getting in the squad now. Obviously, he's had a few injuries this <clears> season. <throat> Um, obviously the FA Cup game will be interesting to see who's going to start in that match we'll get onto that shortly um, but yeah thoughts on potential departures it's it's weird to think well yeah departures <laughs> what's going on but of course the squad is getting bigger and bigger um, and also if you want, want to improve it yeah, some people have got to move on yeah, I mean, if we look back at Cameron Humphreys, who is also a key player in League One, nobody really talks about the fact that he barely gets a sniff now because he's a youngster and he's got a great future ahead of him. Um, it's the same with Freddie, who, you know, as the stats tell us, 17 goals in 23 appearances last season. Unbelievable. But he started two games in the league. So it, it's time to move on for him. It all depends on how these players are feeling. Are they happy to be bit part players? Are they still happy to be part of a squad? Or do they want to play first team football? until the end of the season to get their market value up. They don't want to be sitting on the fringes. It's no good for them if they don't see a future for them, especially if we are Premier League, have those Premier League ambitions. That's why everything's changed. We've taken half a League One squad and suddenly that squad is now being talked about. We're going to be in the playoffs, barring a, you know, God forbid. So we will have a shot at the Premier League. Now that's different. That's different for McKenna and Ashton. They now have to go mentality, attitude, work rate. All of these things now have to be married in to what will be a push for the ultimate league in football. And that changes mentality. That changes attitude. That changes, it puts pressure on people. People get injured more easily. People handle pressure in very different ways. So McKenna and Ashton will be seeing, or McKenna will be seeing different dynamics from these players. I wouldn't be surprised to see a handful go and four come in. I, what's you know why not if there's no one's get anybody get anywhere close to the squad or they, they're not they're not happy you don't want players in the squad that are not happy now people say oh you, you want to keep the group together no i'm not, not so absolutely sure about that psychologically you want everybody singing from the same hymn sheet and if players aren't getting close to the team or they're not really involved and things are moving on and we're moving away then i think there may be a few surprises i wouldn't be surprised if there were surprises yeah, you, you just never know if, you never know. if a team comes in for somebody. Um, but yeah, we shall wait and see. Um, obviously, there's actually a good comment, actually, this um, from Andy, who said, um, good, good back to signings. We definitely need a natural left-footed left-back to cover Davis. Because, yeah, Davis, you know, bless him. You know, he's, he's fantastic, but he is he's knackered. He's probably knackered. And that's maybe why he's got this, this injury, because he's played so much football. Um, and he, Benny, he does so much work, doesn't he, Davis? You know, goes up and down. Uh, so maybe maybe a potential. Well, Cameron Humphreys obviously played there for the QPR game, um, but he's still very young, Cameron Humphreys. But um, yeah, your thoughts on that? Maybe a left-sided player to come in there just as a to add a bit of competition, but also a bit of backup. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really tricky one because Davis is the first one of the first names on the team sheet, along with Morsi and then Hurstboy is injured. I think. He's absolutely extraordinary, this left-back. Um, I know he got an awful lot of stick at Leeds and it was probably the worst possible game for him as a return to Ella Road. But apart from that, I think Leeds fans would be absolutely hating the day that he left them, ruining the day that he left them because he's been extraordinarily good for us. He's almost like two players going up and down that left-hand side. He gives you that defensive stability. You know, He doesn't get beaten very much for pace down that right. Obviously, 
attacking right, our left-hand side. And then going forward, his delivery, his set pieces, I really think we've missed his set pieces since he's been injured. He's only missed a few games, of course. But being able to cover that position, it's, it's impossible. How do you sell that to somebody? Oh, do you want to come in for the bloke who might miss two games a season? I mean, that was Greg Lee's problem. Bless him. Greg Lee, I thought, was a fantastic player. We wanted to see more of him, but it was impossible because Leaf is a step above what Greg could ever give us. I think Town, obviously, quite rightly, allowed Greg to leave in the summer. I actually thought Cameron Humphreys was one of our best players, if not man of the match against QPR. So right now, as we sit here, I, I don't see... I think it's a very hard sell for Ipswich Town to say... And obviously, if someone of the quality that could replace Davis, unless the injury is worse than we're led to believe, I just I think Humphrey's there filling in for one game, hopefully for the end of the season. If Davis misses another one, then that's all you're going to get. If there's then an injury, then you've got a bit of egg on your face. But you can't be going signing players just because you think you might get an injury for two or three months. That's not how football works. I just don't see that happening, Ross. No, definitely not. Um, and yeah, as Max said. Uh, all the way from Australia. Um, we don't really sign any bad players these days. Obviously, this is transfer windows. It's normally quiet day at Portland Road expected, or you sign, you know, a few loan players who haven't played for ages. Um, I'm just excited every window now because, you know, McKenna and the, the the American owners and Ashton, they they know what they're doing. Obviously, you know, there'll be some frustration there, um, Alex. Um, sort of round off this this chat about the transfer window. Um, of course, we've got the whole window to look forward to. There's going to be loads of different names getting chucked out there, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, final thoughts on it. Yeah, it's, it is it is fascinating. There will be, like I say, we just don't know, but we do know we, we need that striker. And um, that we know how key that transfer window is because of the last January transfer window that we had and how magnificent that was. And as we said, Ross, last season, perhaps the greatest transfer window in the history of football. Um, it was just the four players that came in just pushed us and took us to that next level. Now, that was okay in League One. Can we do that with three or four players in the Championship to take us to the Premier League, to take us to the promised land? That's a very different transfer window for McKenna. But the the great thing is that they are coming into an environment where they're going to be given the best opportunity to succeed. Excellence is a standard now across the board with our club, whether that's the, the coaching, whether that's the managerial area, that's how the players are looked after, their diet, everything is looked after. The, the minutiae and the detail that McKenna and Ashton have brought in means that anyone who does come in is going to be given the absolute best chance to succeed. And that, that's that's as much as you can hope for, I think. Definitely. And um, a good point here from Philip. I wasn't at the Stoke game, but um, Clark played well against Stoke. Obviously, Clark played left-back, uh, of course, Axel. Played at yeah. right back, obviously, because of those injuries and stuff. Um, so there is players who, that's once again, McKenna has brought in players with, with Jezza. He is versatile. and But we also do have players like Harry Clark, like Axel, who can play <clears throat> on that back three, back four, whatever you want to call it these days. So, um, yeah, it's good. I think that's once again the, the part of the, 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 the t- you know checklist. Can you play different positions, be versatile? I think you have to these days, modern day footballer. It's always good if you can be versatile. So um, we shall see what the transfer window holds, boys. Um, let's have a little breather here. Uh, of course, everyone, get, get in the comments, share your thoughts, get involved in the conversation. But it's time to have a nice little breather and uh, bring you the strike. It does come back, a nice little quiz. As you know, I like doing quizzes. Um, although I did a quiz, um, but I was actually the competitor. Um, and it was I did badly. I, I went head-to-head with Joe Sheehan, the Town Women's Manager, on the Track the Girls Talk podcast. And I absolutely got thrashed because obviously he's the Ipswich Town manager, women's manager. So he has more knowledge, of course, because he's, you know, he's asked to prepare for every game. But I absolutely had a mare and I lost. So I'm back in the host chair and uh, Alex and Ben will go head to head. Get involved in the comments and uh, let us know um, how you're getting on. Don't don't tell the tell the answers just in case Alex and Ben has a little little look. I, don't, I, I trust them, but you never know. Um, so let's get right into it then, ladies. We've got five questions plus a tiebreaker. And it's all linked up to what's happened so far this week and birthdays, as always. And the first question is on good old Jezza. Now, he scored two goals um, during his time at West Brom. Uh, one was an absolute belter against Cardiff, an absolute stunner. Somehow, I don't know how he scored from that angle. But his first professional goal was for West Brom, was the goal before the Cardiff goal. And it was against which team, though, boys? It was in a 2 nil win. Is it against Bristol City, Middlesbrough or Swansea? So, yeah, he scored an absolute stunner at Stoke for his second goal in his career. But his first professional goal 
was against Bristol City, Middlesbrough, or Swansea. Um, I, I trust the boys. You can put your put your answers in the comments if you want, and I can let you know if you got it right. Obviously, um, but yeah, let us know in the comments down below. Swansea, and what's Ben gone? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, and the correct answer is Middlesbrough. So Ben gets the point. That's one nil. A few people have well, said Middlesbrough as well. There we <clears> go, <throat> like that. Question two is on Bursant Selena. There we go. No Bursant Selena transfer saga. Uh, I don't think that was ever going to be a question. Obviously, he's uh, now playing in Sweden. He's made his permanent move there. Um, he's left his French club after many years with them, even though he spent most of the time out on loan with us, obviously, Turkey. And then, in, of course, he joined Stoke City briefly as well. But how many goals did Bursant Selena score for town in 83 games? Double the points for this one. So, Alex, if you get a bang on, my friend, you could jump ahead of <laughs> Yeah, right. You never know. Are you free? No, you're right. Actually, I am quite good at these ones, historically. Yeah. Yeah. Get a bang on. Get involved in the comments, ladies and gentlemen. No cheating. Don't look at his Wikipedia page. Um, um, but, yeah. 16. Next one, 16. You're muted. 12. Ben's gone. Um, obviously he scored an absolute unbelievable goal against Crew, and the correct answer. Let me just get it up quickly, because um, yeah, once again he he scored a few goals, didn't he? Personally, no, I still remember his free kick at Burton. Must which be was, double um, figures, surely. He is double figures. Goal against Leeds at home. That was a cracker, wasn't it? That's was a Leeds cracker as well. Uh, no one's got a bang on, but the correct answer is fourteen. <laughs> so in between, it's a draw. So you will get a point. <laughs> I think I'll give you both a point. So it's uh, 2 1. Uh, I've got a few here 14, 15. Zach's gone 12. So Chris got it bang on. He got, he got four, yeah. Well done, Chris. Well done, Chris. Bang on, my friend. Um, yeah, you go. He's, he's gone. I got it. So well done, Chris. <laughs> well done, my <laughs> friend. Well done. Uh, there we go. Uh, question three then is on Grion Edwards, my former boy. Remember back in those lockdown days? Yeah. Um, I predicted him to be the top goal scorer for some reason, and then he went on to score many goals. Um, he's now joined Morecambe in League Two, how he's fallen. Um, of course, was released by Wigan last season as they finished bottom of the championship, but he spent a season, or spent second half of last season on loan at which Scottish club? Was it Kilmarnock, Motherwell, or Ross County? There we go. Spent second half of last season at this club. Motherwell, Ross County, Kilmarnock. What do you reckon then, boys? Ross, Ross. Yeah, good old Ross. Ross County. I, Ross I don't County. know. Um, I Maybe I'm getting confused because Penny went to Motherwell, but I've written Motherwell. Yeah, it, it, Penny did go to Motherwell, but the correct answer is Ross County. So there we go. And a few people have gone, yeah, Ross County. Uh, Andy's gone, not got a clue. And he went, they're all crap. So uh, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, leave the well alone. Yeah. To be fair, Ross County are struggling. They're really struggling at the moment. They just about stayed up uh, last year. I've actually got a Ross County scarf that Liam from Crew got me, even though he's an Inverness fan because um, he's, he's he sort of grew up in the Highlands and that's their rivals. So uh, I've got a Ross County scarf in Roscoe my Roscoe for Roscoe, room. like that. There we go. Uh, <laughs> question four is on the big man Jason DeVos. He turned fifty um, on the second, second of Jan. Um, now, obviously, he played for us. He played for Wigan, but his first English club. Was what? Uh, which team? Uh, was it Darlington, Hartlepool, or York City? So, um, of course, he you know started in Canada, then he came to England, which was his first team. Obviously, he had he spent Scotland Dundee, as well, didn't he? he yeah, Dundee, Dundee, United, Dundee yeah. yeah. So he went. He came. He went to this English club first, then he went to Dundee, then went to Wigan, and of course finished his career with us. Good old Jason Scotland. Jason Scotland. <laughs> Jason DeVos. Because you mentioned Jason Scotland earlier. Darlington. Alex is gone. I'll put Hartlepool. So that makes it interesting, doesn't it? Oh, it does make it interesting. And it is Darlington. It is Darlington. So Alex gets the point, and I think he's... 3-2 up. Three, oh, 3-2. Three okay, I've, I've completely lost score already. <laughs> it is 3-2, three, two, Ross. It is 3-2. Three, three, two. Okay, question five then um, is on Anthony Wordsworth. Um, it actually links up really well, this, because his birthday was yesterday. And he also used to play for ASC Wimbledon and us. And obviously, we're playing them this Saturday. So it links up beautifully. That is what I like. Uh, now, he currently plays for which Essex side in the non league? Is it Braintree, Chelmsford City, or Billericay Town? 
So there we go. What do you reckon, then, boys? <laughs> Braintree, Chelmsford, or Billericay Town? Sorry, you know who's Anthony Wordsworth? Uh, oh. Simon Colchester. Simon left footer. Quite a bit of a spectacular goal, but probably didn't get around the pitch quick enough for us, I'd say. Yeah. Had a beard. But Jonathan Douglas. Okay. Oh. Um... Yeah, Jason Scotland has played in Scotland, Dr. Zach King. I yeah, think he yeah, played yeah. in Scotland. I think Hamilton he played. I think he actually made his name in Scotland before he sort of came. Got a few answers in here. Uh, Chelmsford. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put Chelmsford as well, which is a bit boring because it means I can't win, but <laughs> I seem to think it's Chelmsford. It is, it is Chelmsford, though. It is Chelmsford. Um, I've got a few correct answers here. Sag, Neil, gone to Chelmsford. Uh, yeah, currently playing for them now. <clears> um, he's also linked up with... Um, Two town current town youngsters, Henry Gray and Finley Barbrook, who is currently on loan, doing really well there actually. So uh, yeah, Anthony Wordsworth there. Uh, Phil's gone two out two out of five. Let us know how many you got right. Obviously, there is a tiebreaker, and we are going to do it because we always do. But uh, Alex, you have one overall. You can gamble because this once again Ben has to get it bang on, and this is going to be a tricky one to get bang on. But should we go yeah, for I love, it? I love a gamble. All right, let's do it um, today. Is Mick Mills' 75th birthday, obviously. Um, you know, legend of the club, captain, FA Cup, UEFA Cup. You know, could have won the league. Just, just I don't know how, you know, back then we could have won the league many times. We didn't. Texaco Cup as well, if you want to count that, uh, back in 1973. But no, how many right. goals did Mick Mills score for town in a club record? 741 yeah. appearances, which is just incredible. Uh, I don't think that would ever be beaten. Do you reckon, boys? I don't think that would ever be beaten. Nope. 741 games? Nope. Can't see it. Can't see it. That's all competitions, of course. And the goals is also all competitions. Obviously, he was a right back, left back. Maybe play centre back. Maybe it's one point. I wasn't alive when he played. So 26. 26. I, I've actually got, I mean, all competitions, but might throw I've got 11. I barely think he scored at all. I think it's a really low number, but I, I could be making a fool of myself. You are making a fool yourself, my friend. It's 30. It's 30. It's, 30. it's, right. it's still not very good, close. though, is it? It's still not close. very good, is it? He's a right back. You know, don't you know? He's not. He was not like a Kevin Kevin Beatty, who you know, who scored three <laughs> kicks and stuff, and get the ball and just run with it. Um, but yeah, 30 goals. You'd want to get if you if you make over like three, four hundred appearances, you want to get to at least maybe hopefully like 50 goals. Maybe get to 100 if you get to that point. But um, there we go. Hey, says I, us. Says us. Yeah, says us who, um, <laughs> who play farther side here and there, pretty much. Um, but there, I've got a few here. 42. Dr. Jack, Zach King went 30-odd. So, yeah, not too bad. Andy just went free. Come on. He's got to score more than that. Uh, played in midfield too, Neil just said. Scored a famous one in the Cup semi-final against West Brom. Yes, he did. He did indeed. Um, of course, that year we won, won the FA Cup. So there we go. The strike in the bag. Alex wins the first one of the return on a Cowboy fan social. I will make a note of that every time someone wins. Maybe at the end of the season, we can do like a, a strike. Um, whoever won, who all the ones, people who won, we can do like a massive strike uh, invitational as we did back um, a few summers ago. Uh, well, boys, let's segue then on to looking back at 2023 then, ladies and gentlemen. What a year it was supporting town from winning runs to winning promotion, then the unbelievable championship start, goals galore, Chanaray transfer signings, McKenna signing a new deal. It was one hell of a year. Um, Alex, Ben, once again, we've covered it so many times. Getting involved in the comments later, and let us know your thoughts as well. Your one word to describe the year. It's, I know it's difficult to just say in one word. That's my feature, and that's what we're going to do. So, Alex... One word describe 2023 as a whole and expand on it, of course. Uh, utopic or utopia, um, a place where another, none of us ever believed we would ever get to. Oh, yeah, keep going. Well, uh, just <laughs> beyond, I, uh, um, I mean, you, you can never predict what's coming in life, do you? You can't, um, there's, no one can predict anything. So, but the actual scale of it, and I think from where we were before to what we became as well, and how we're talked about now, everything about everything that was done is kind of utopia. Someone coming in and giving the ground 
millions of pounds of investment and a lick of paint and a new dugout and a new pitch and a scoreboard and a fa- the most famous male young singer in the on the planet deciding to get on our shirts to um, the greatest transfer window in the history of the club to only losing three games in the calendar year to having won more games and scored more points than any other club on the planet in the last 12 months. That's utopia for me. You, we're never going to get any... I don't believe we can ever really get any better than this. It's, it was absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Great to be, um, great to be incredible. I've always been proud of supporting Ipswich. It's the uh, longest relationship I've ever had. But for that to then bird blossom into something so extremely magnificent, while I was kind of living close by as well, so I, it was the, the, the season where I was living in England and where I got to see the most games. Yeah, it's a year I'll never, never forget. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it was a fantastic year and it's great to to be there, to be able to cover it um, and, you know, meet so many great people throughout the year as well. And Ben, you've been part of this Koei Army for a long time and um, it was just great. I remember seeing you after the promotion, you know, back in April and it was just unbelievable. And obviously it's now sort of that momentum has gone over to the championship. Uh, what's your one word? We've got some great words been chucked in the chat so far. What is yours? Yeah, so I will tell you my one word of course the reasons for it everything Alex has said on and off the pitch just um, unbelievable outstanding all those things and it's all come together just perfectly Uh, walk down the street you know take the dog for a walk now got a baby go out with a baby and I get stopped you know wearing an Ipswich hat or like oh they're doing well or that didn't happen before I'm not saying that's one of the main reasons why it's so good to be an Ipswich Town fan right now I mean the it's just the results, the atmosphere in the change room, doing things like this, speaking to your fellow fan. But even as I said that every man on the street who follows a little bit of football knows who we are again, which you've got to take an awful lot of pride in. Um, but for me, my word really, and I go back, the reason for this word is because I go back to years and years and years where I just complete apathy, complete numbness of watching us, you know, sat in the North Stand, just watching, not really even bothered by the result. Like We're always going to be OK. Even the relegation, like malaise that we're under, this black cloud, just watching the scores come in and away games, I think used to go to as much. You just weren't, I was never really fussed. But exhilarating is my word, Ross. It was exhilarating. The football on the pitch, the feel of the fans, the atmosphere, everything has been exhilarating. Just bums off seats, jumping up and down, just walking around with a smile on your face all the time. Just those those boring moments in the office when you're staring into space, just then thinking of, oh, that broad that broadhead penalty against Port Vale or that <laughs> that Hurst goal with with Glenn Whelan's commentary at Barnsley, Barnsley or yeah. the, the scenes in the crowd, the the town TV five minute clips that were sent out. Just just exhilarating, Russ. I like it. I like these words. Got some great words in, in the chat as well. Um, it was just, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was just a, a, a what a year. Um, and hopefully, on 20, I don't know, 2024, I don't know if I'd be able to top it. Obviously, if we get promoted to the Premier League, obviously that tops it, definitely. Um, but the amount of goals we scored, I've got the stat up here, you know, 103 points, 103 goals. Uh, the first time the club has scored more than 100 goals in a calendar year, which is fantastic. At home as well, Porton Road, we only lost one game at Porton Road all year um, in the league. Um, I think we played 24 games, won 18, drawn five and lost that one. Um, we broke loads of club records from clean sheets to away wins. Uh, you know, that, that run, you know, from, you know, the Oxford, you know, Oxford, the Oxford defeat, the Bristol Rovers game, Alex, we were there, obviously. After that, it was just unbelievable. Um, so what a year it was. And uh, obviously 2024 um, has started with a goal draw against Stoke, which was, you know, of course, disappointing. But we started with a 1-1 draw at Lincoln. Um, in 2023, and um, we went on to do what we did. So it's fantastic. Um, let's um, segue, though, boys, as we get into the hour mark. Um, obviously, we have got a cup game. We've, our, our focus switches to the FA Cup. Um, obviously, being back in League One, we were having to play the first round of the FA Cup. So, of course, we had the Barrow. Sorry to bring it up, ladies and gentlemen. Terrible memories. Last year, obviously, we had a good run. We, we just about... Um, well, we got knocked out by Burnley, obviously, in the region. It was a late goal, but we, we had that Bracknell experience. We had Buxton, obviously. We, we beat Rotherham, who were a championship side. We are a League One side. Um, but obviously now we have AFC Wimbledon in the third round, boys. Alex, 
thoughts on this one. They're a League Two outfit these days. We were League One uh, foes not long ago. Uh, they're currently seventh in the fourth tier. Uh, Johnny Jackson, who is a, a manager that we've come up against before when he was at Charlton Athletic. But yeah, thoughts on this one? We'd all have a cup run, wouldn't we? I think when you get drawn to AFC Wimbledon, home or away, in the third round, you start thinking, cool, yeah, you know what? We should win this. I think the state of the squad and, and where it's been in, it's going to be interesting what team goes out there. I mean, what first team players is he going to gamble with um, as we move into the final 20 games of the league season? So it's going to be interesting to see what who he plays Um Salmiento, we'll, we will see him. It's very exciting. We've sold out our allocation. So there's even those second string players that are going to come in, there'll be an expectation on them. But those second string players have actually had a bit more of game time lately because of the injuries and suspensions that they've had. So the, the likes of Humphreys, obviously Jackson, um, these players will come in and, and they won't be too... Um, they, they won't, they'll be fresh, but they've, they've had a bit of play as well. So... Who does he play? Who, who, who does he play? It's going to be interesting. But we have to go to a League Two side and expect to win. It'd be lovely if we do. There are replays, aren't there? So we don't want to replay. Uh, you know, I really would. You know, I'd never say this about cup comps, Ross. I don't. I don't mind if we lose. I, I really don't. I know that's a terrible thing to say, and it's it's anachronistic to everything I believe about being an Ipswich fan. But all I want is no more injuries. And I want us to have a bit of momentum in the league going into either the playoffs or promotion push. So it'd be lovely. Of course, we should win with with our team and um, there'll be sellout crowd. If we lose, I won't cry about it. Um, I'd still have gone to Wimbledon if I had any cash in my pocket. I'd still have gone, win or lose. I just want to see the boys play. But um, it's important. But suddenly there's a bigger there's a bigger light on the horizon, if you know what I mean, for me. Yeah. Uh, ben, thoughts on this one? Obviously... Um, Moores is actually, and you've got a shirt behind you, um, he's suspended for the next two league games. So do you chuck him in for this one? Um, obviously, he didn't play in some I think the Carabao Cup. He didn't play. Of course, we, we changed the whole team uh, for the Carabao Cup. And of course, we went on to beat Wolves. And, you know, we, we got lost against Fulham in the end. But we had a little run in that competition with our second string outfit, as they would say. Um, what are you doing with the team? You know, could be a lot of changes. Uh, Karen Humphreys did player press, so you think he'll be starting on the left again, maybe. Uh, but yeah, thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I completely understand what Alex is saying about not being too bothered if we if we lose. Uh, I know that you know in a way it's because we've got bigger fish to fry. You know, chasing this Premier League dream, etc. I've not really given myself even a thought of the fact that we might still be get promoted. I know that sounds ridiculous. You know, fans can dream, but I just I'm still in this high from promotion last year to, to too busy to think where we might be come may fa cup wise i think it's actually a really good time for us um i think there are quite a lot of players that still despite the christmas period will need more minutes in their legs and i think that benefits us for the weeks going on in the championship because you're gonna have players who need to step up when they're ready so you've got this game at wimbledon and then obviously we've got the championship back in the championship and then if we get to the fourth round i think that's the weekend of the 27th of jan so it's not that far away if you get any January signings, a perfect opportunity to bend them in. Um, and, and I think like Morsi has said, suspended for two league games. So he's going to be able to lead the team against Wimbledon. So I, I think with Morsi in the squad, that gives us a better chance of winning. Um, and, and I still don't think it'd be amazing to be in a position where we're a championship side now. Let's go out there, show, put our chests out. We need to get some goals, get a little bit more confidence back into this squad if it has been dented slightly after this run of of games that we've had over Christmas. And let's, you know, let's throw ourselves at it. Like McKenna says, we always attack these games. Let's see that. Like, yes, we're going to see a few squad players play. Never know. They might push themselves into a start for, for, for the following match against Sunderland because there are gaps now in this squad. We have got injuries. So I think it's all to play for for these players. And I, I want to see us go and, and have a dominant performance at Wimbledon and then get a big team in the fourth round or, or another team, another winnable game. Just hope it's a, a, a home draw if we do get through. So I, I want us to go there. I want us to win. I think it's actually important that we do because of this tricky round that we've had. Obviously, no injuries is a, is a huge factor, but yeah, the injury side of things, if the players are fit and firing, you're very unfortunate to get them. So let's not think about that. Let's go there and win the game, Russ. You're muted, Russ. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. We you got to an hour. It. You nearly did I it. absolutely butchered it. Can't believe it. Unbelievable. Poor from me. Poor from me. 
Although I did the intro with first takes, so I'm really happy about that. Um, they are missing, though, AFC Wimbledon, two big players um, because they've been called up to the Asian Cup, not AFCON, as I said on the main podcast. It's Asian Cup. Uh, two of their really star players, Omar Bougal and uh, Ali Alhamadidi, who's their top goal scorer. I've butchered his name as well. Uh, they're both going on to um, the Asian Cup. So they're two big players who are going to be missing for this. Um, so that's weakened their team. Obviously, their League Two side. Uh, they, they struggled last year. They're doing a bit better this year. They're, they're beating, though, Coventry in the Carabao Cup early in the season. So they're beating the championship side. So you just never know. I think a couple of years ago, they also beat um, West Ham in the FA Cup. So cup shocks do happen. Um, so, yeah, we shall wait and see, boys. But, yeah, I think it's a sold-out plough lane, so it should be a good atmosphere. But, um, Alex, as we're getting over to the hour mark, any other business, anything else you want to mention? It's just a nice little breather into it from FA Cup action, as I said. Um, from from the league, but then we've got some big games to come in, in January. We've, we've still got Leicester. We've got you know games on telly as well, and all that sort of stuff. It's Sunderland straight away after the Wimbledon game. So yeah, big month. Yeah, it is. I, I, I want us to win at Wimbledon. I want us to play with confidence. Of course, I'm, I'm, my expectations have been tempered because of the poor form that we've been in, and we haven't scored in the last couple of games. And we're bringing in a load of new players again. So the, this, suddenly, let's go and get some goals. It's, it's just not happening and it hasn't been happening for us. And our, our squad is very much weakened at the moment. So I'm not, my take on it is, of course, I want us to go and win and we expect to win. We'll be hot favourites for that game. But if the performance isn't quite there yet, my we need to get performances ready for the league. And I wouldn't be devastated if we were shocked by AFC Wimbledon. Um, but we really are struggling at the moment. Let's not forget that. We haven't won in five. Um, it's an opportunity though, isn't it? To go to Wimbledon, win a game. And that would be lovely to get that because winning is a habit as is losing. Um, but it's not that simple. They're going to be well up for it and they're going to be charging in at us and it's not going to be easy. But obviously we want a morale-boosting win. We talked about it, 20 games to go. We've got 10 at home. We've got 55 points. The last couple of seasons, second place was 91 points, 88 points and 91 points. That's the top echelon of winning. We've got 55. Of our 10 home games left, I've got a stand to win seven. That would give us 76 points, which means we need five wins from our 10 away games or 15 points from our final 10 away games if we can get 15 points i think that will take us to 91 and i think that should be enough southampton can win all of their games at home but they have got leicester away they've got leeds away they've got blackburn away and they've got west brom away those are four games where i think they may drop points but their home run is really straightforward southampton not so worried about Leeds. So if we get seven wins at home minimum and 15 points from our last 10, that's 91 points. I think that'll be enough to get us up. But yeah, we need some new players. We need some exciting new players. But what a next four months. Uh, not What a next four months. I mean, it's just going to be amazing, isn't it? 20 games, 10 at home, 10 away. Let's see where we can go. But either way, the boys are incredible. And uh, yeah, either way. Playoffs or not, um, we've got to back them hundred percent. All of us support for for each and every every one of them. Definitely bring it on. Um, big news actually dropped tonight is uh, Jed Spence has been recalled from Spurs, who is a big player at Leeds United. So Leeds have lost uh, a big player there. Um, so yeah, we shall see that, Joe. Ben, um, <coughs> any other business from you as we round off the first fan social twenty twenty four? Thanks everyone who's joined us this evening. It's been been great seeing all the comments and everyone tuning in. Be anything else from you? Uh, just touching upon a bit what Alex said, just looking to 2024 and, and the end, well, getting to the second half of the season. We've had an incredible run of tough away games. And once Leicester's out of the way on the 22nd, or Monday 22nd, I think it is, or that weekend, we don't really have any tricky, uh, you know, in terms of the top six, we would have played all the way from home by that point. So our home games, we our home record is extraordinary. And if we are to mount this amazing promotion push, push it all the way to the end, then you've got to look at our home games and think, you know, if, if home's our strength and that's where it's going to be won, I think, because the away games are a little bit easier on paper. But one thing at the home, every single fan has got a role to play. Don't just think it's the players on the pitch. They have given us enough now, enough faith that when it's not quite going our way, we have to get behind them. We have to be cheering knocking that roof off Portman Road when it's tricky, it's nil-nil or one-nil down and it's not quite going our way. We have to keep positive. They deserve 
for the amazing 2023 they gave us. We can't get on our backs. We, we can't be quiet. We've got to sing. We've got to support. That's all I can say. I'm not sure how many fans will take any notice of me, but I, I just think life is tough outside of Ipswich Town right now. So let's just give everything to Ipswich at Portman Road and away from home. Our away fans are fantastic. And um, yeah, come on. It's going to be amazing. Amazing four months. What an amazing position to be in. I can't quite believe it, Ross. Yeah, bring it on. 2024. Um, final thoughts, though. Alex Ben, prediction for Saturday. It's you know it's a hard one to predict. It's a FA Cup game. Anything can happen. But I'm going to put you on the spot. Your predictions. <laughs> I don't know. I'm terrible. We'll nick it. We'll nick it. Let, let, let's let's say we we win comfortably two nil. Three uh, one for me. Taylor and Harness to get on the score sheet. Ooh, I like it. No replay, please. No replay. We do not want that. Um, although it'll be a home game, but we just don't want that extra game. Uh, that'll be a midweek game as well. Um, so there we go. Uh, quick one here from Andy. He's gone three-one as well. So um, like that prediction. Do like that prediction. Um, well, Alex Ben, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me, boys. Uh, it's been great to bring you the Kings of Anglia fan social, and this will become a, a weekly live show, ladies and gentlemen. So look forward to it every Thursday. We'll bring you different guests every week and talk about all things issues town. And um, obviously, January is going to be busy. So yeah, can't wait for it. <laughs> Andrew Jones said, can't wait for Roscoe's food in the belly on Saturday. Hopefully there will be food at Wimbledon. Uh, so, yeah, fingers crossed. Um, there is some food. Toasted Womble, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, but we shall wait and see. Uh, but no, thanks everyone for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to bring you this. Uh, we'll be back next week for another Fan Social. There'll be also a flagship show um, to bring you as well with the boys. And um, if you're going to the game, if you enjoy it. If you're not, follow the game of us as always, all our coverage, game day, um, and all the things online. And uh, I didn't mention it in the intro. Obviously, we're sponsored by Manscaped. Use the code 20% off. No, use the code KOA to get 20% off and free delivery to get a new look for 2024 from up here to down there. Uh, but no, as always, thanks for joining us. Alex, Ben, cheers, boys. Bye for now. Let's go and end this live stream. See you later, guys.